Amen. Uh, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Amen. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I am so very thankful to be in his presence. So thankful to be with his people. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, Thankful for uh, Brother Isaac just mentioned. Uh, thankful for our pastor. Amen. Amen. They're out of town. Give honor to them. Amen. Give honor to Bishop and all of the other ministers of Antioch. Amen. Uh, amen. You have me. <laughs> I don't know about how well we're going to do here, but we're, we're going to try to do what the Lord wants us to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> let's, uh, let's pray and then I'll read. Amen. And uh, uh, amen. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much for your presence that is surely already in this place, God, just so real and so precious. Lord, we'd ask that your presence would continue to linger in this place and would continue to move and to touch our hearts. Lord, I ask you to anoint my mind and my thoughts that I might be uh, a vessel for your voice to speak. I ask you to anoint our hearts and our minds that we might hear your word. And we thank you and we ask you to let your word speak clearly to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to uh, minister hopefully, tonight, uh, and uh, it's one of a, it's a topic that, to be perfectly honest with you, could be, could be touched in, in a lot of different ways, and so uh, I'm hoping that uh, as we begin, the Lord will kind of hone me in where we need to be honed in. And uh, but I want to I want to talk for a little while this evening on blessed hope. And uh, so we're going to take for our uh, text this evening, Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. And then we're going to go to my favorite passage of scripture, uh, first John chapter three, Hebrews 11, one, a familiar passage of scripture Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And then John writes in 1 John, 1 John chapter 3, very, uh, to me, a very important passage of Scripture uh, that if actually the the three books of First John are, I, I think, uh, I, I say that this particular passage of Scripture is my favorite. But honestly, the books, there's many places in First John. First John might be, uh, I mean, I appreciate a lot of things that the Apostle Paul says. But John, in his writing here, talks about some pretty straightforward things to help us get to heaven. Uh, and uh, we we often uh, use that verse that talks about, and I think Brother Isaac actually mentioned it earlier, talks about if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Uh, and, and we really focus on that scripture, and I think we really should, but it really, if you read the whole context of that verse, John starts out talking there, and he says, uh, he basically says this, if you'll let me paraphrase, he says, don't sin. He says, here's the goal. Here's what we're trying to do. Here's the plan of God for your life. Don't sin. But if you do sin, we have an advocate 
strive not to sin. But if you do, don't, don't let it end your life. It's, it's not the end. There, there's a plan. Strive not to, but if you do, there's a plan. And John really, in his writings, give us a plan. And uh, so, so I, I want to read here, trying not to get sidetracked. I have a tendency to do that. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Beloved, I'm sorry, behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, because, because of this, the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Not we're going to be the sons of God. Not we're striving to be the sons of God. Not we're in the process of becoming the sons of God. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. uh, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. We're the sons of God, but it doesn't appear what we're going to be. In other words, it doesn't appear how we're going to end this journey that we're on. Okay, we don't know the end of the story. We know who we are. We just don't know the end of the story. But to get to the end of the story, you've got to know who you are. But we know. That when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope, the hope that he just told us about, the hope that says this is who you are, this is where you're going, and this is what you're going to be. Every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself. Even as he is pure. Amen. So uh, let, me, let me strive to, to get to where I hope we're, we're going to go tonight. And talking about a blessed hope. Over the past week or so, actually a little more than that. When I was uh, asked by Pastor Wright uh, to take care of the service tonight. As far as the, the teaching was concerned. Uh, God, God works in me many different ways when I, when I am going to minister. Quite often he'll begin to start speaking to me about something and, and that, that, that thing will just kind of linger there and it'll kind of, you know, I'll maybe look at something else, but this thing just keeps coming back to me. And, and that's kind of what this was uh, ever since then. Uh, this word or this idea of hope just kept coming back to me and actually that place where Paul talks about and he uses the phrase a blessed hope actually in another place he talks about he says there is a better hope and uh, and so I I just couldn't really get away from it and and so I'm just striving to do what 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 God is wanting us to understand and and I want to talk about hope tonight Paul said that uh, in, in Hebrews, Paul said that faith is the substance of things hoped for. I think it's important for us to really understand that passage. So he, say, so he says, faith, faith, not really as a noun, but really faith is an action word. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Okay, in other words, let let me just stick to my notes. The word substance there means foundation or ground. So faith and hope, if I can say it this way, are intertwined together. They're two strands of the same rope that we hold on to. Okay, You, you can't have faith without hope and you, there is no true hope. If there's no faith. Because if there's hope, if we have hope, okay? Now I'm going to talk about that, what that word really means in a minute. If we have hope, then we're going to understand or 
or others are going to understand. We're going to acknowledge that hope. We're going to, to work upon that hope via the avenue of faith. So, the word hope today, I believe, and I really thought about this, I think the word hope today really is used incorrectly. And what I mean by that, I mean we as a society, we as people, do not use hope in its proper context. I believe today in our world, hope is more like wish. I believe hope today is more like, that would be nice. I don't think hope is, and I think a lot of it has to do with, with the, the, the technological world that we live in. We live in a world of instant, and things are, in, are instant. We, we can have them now. We don't have to work for them. We don't have to strive for them. One of my favorite times in history, I, I, I like to read in one of my uh, favorite authors uh, is an author by the name of Louis L'Amour. And uh, Louis L'Amour, actually, I, I used to hate to read uh, because I grew up watching TV. And, you know, why read when you can watch a TV? And, uh, and so I, I lost the ability to, to imagine. TV and video will steal your imagination. And so I, I, I didn't really like to read, but... But someone introduced me to Louis L'Amour. And uh, Louis L'Amour can describe a scene better than anyone. I mean, if you read Louis L'Amour and you read a... I mean, there's at least two or three fistfights in every Louis L'Amour book. I mean, and uh, it's okay. You've got to strive. You know, there, there's, there's a battle that we're in. And, uh, and, and man, you can feel every punch and, 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 and I learned to just be able to imagine again. But the thing that he talks about that he writes historical novels or he wrote historical novels and he, he really writes about the trek of, of the settlers in America moving westward. Okay. And if you really read his books, you understand that, that in those people that were making that move from here to there, there was this hope. There was something because they were going to face rivers or flooding. They were going to face, you know, blizzards or they were going to face hostile Indians or bandits or, or just all kinds of bad, terrible things. Because to get from the East Coast to the West Coast, I mean, I can get there in about seven hours with a layover, right? They couldn't get there in seven months. How do you endure that journey? How do you go from here? How do you even begin to, to, to take that step? Because there was a, a hope. There was a destination. There was, there was a dream on the other side. There was something that stirred inside of them and it said, it doesn't matter what I've got to go through. It doesn't matter the turmoil. It doesn't matter the struggle. There's a, there's a hope. There's a prize. There's a, an end to this thing. And that hope caused them to face danger. That hope caused them. We don't have that today. If I want to go to the East Coast, I'm in the West Coast, I jump on an airplane. Or I can drive there in four days in a car. We, 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 we don't have, in our world today, even, even educationally, and I'm not against a, a lot of things, but, well, I don't know how good of an idea this is, but it's where we are. There used to be a time when you had to work and strive and do all this stuff before you could even think about an education. Now we got student loans. I don't know how good of an idea it is, but we got them. And we keep having them. Some of you, some of you had them, finished school, and you still got them. And you're still going to have them for a while. We, 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 we don't have that, that mentality of hope 
as a, as a, as a society. We, we don't have it. I, I, I know this is, I'm not going to say it. I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm going to go somewhere that might be offensive. <sighs> Amen. So, uh, yeah. So Webster uh, says this is the definition of hope. A des- to desire with expectation of attainment. To expect with confidence. Okay, so it's to, to desire with an expectation of, antis- of, 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 of acquiring it. It's not just something I want. It's not just something I, I hope for or I long for. See, I just use that word. Because that's how we use it. We don't use, we don't really use it. We don't, our mind doesn't use it like what it really is. It's, it, there's an expectation, an anticipation. I'm going to get this thing. This is what is going to happen. To expect with confidence. And so, I want to talk about that hope. And that hope, Because you have that hope, that hope is going to cause us to walk or to live our life moving toward that expectation. Hope says this is the end of the journey, this is where I'm going, this is what I expect to obtain. And how do I know that I truly expect it? I'm going to move toward that thing. I'm going to do whatever is required. That's what faith is. Faith says I have an expectation. Faith says I have, I have something I, I, I believe I expect to happen. And because I expect it to happen, I'm going to act according to my expectation. We can say we hope all day long, but if we do not live or walk or, or move in, in a way that shows what our expectation is, then there's no hope. I mean, there's no faith because there's no hope. And so, hope. The hope that we can have in God is more than just a dream, more than just a great desire, more than a wish. Psalmist David said this, And now, Lord, what wait I? Psalms chapter 39, verse 7. And now, Lord, what wait I for? What am I waiting for? What is that thing that's at the end of this thing? What am I striving for? And he answers his question this way. He asks a question and he answers his question. My hope is in thee. What am, I, what am I waiting for? What am I striving for? What am I pressing for? My hope is in thee. Ephesians 2 and 12. Very similar idea. New Testament. Ephesians chapter 2 and 12. That at that, at that time... Ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. So Paul writes in Ephesians, he says, there was a time, there was this place where we were without Christ. Okay? When we were without Christ, we were aliens, we were strangers, we were, we were outside of the commonwealth of Israel, he says here. He's talking to uh, the Ephesians here. And uh, from the covenant of the promises, we had no hope. Why did we have no hope? Because we were without Christ. And without God in the world. So... The hope, what we're seeing here by what the psalmist writes and what Paul is writing, the source of our hope is in who? So we have an expectation. 
And whether we're going to get to that end of that expectation is because of who the source of our hope is in. The reason I can have hope of an expectation is because who is going to deliver me that expected end. David says, my hope is in thee. Paul says, we were with, when we were without Christ, we were without hope. So the, the one that brings us that hope or gives us the ability to have hope is Christ. Now, Paul writes here in Acts chapter 27, verse 20, a passage of scripture I think is very important for us to kind of understand. Acts 27 and 20, Paul has, finds himself on a journey. And in this journey, he was at Crete and he was going to Rome. And he told the shipmaster, Brother, it's getting kind of late in the year. Traveling time is just about done. We probably ought to lay over here in Crete until spring. Just saying. Just an option. Well, the, the master of the ship was smarter than Paul. So he said, no, we got, we got places to be, people to see. Got to go, got to go. And so they set sail. Well, <clears throat> they find themselves somewhere they didn't want to be. Acts 27 and 20. And when neither sun nor star in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay upon us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Paul finds himself in a circumstance. Paul finds himself in a situation. Paul finds himself in a place in his life where he can say, we are at a place where all hope is gone. All hope that we should be saved is vanished. You see, because... They had hope in the sails. They had hope in the wood of the boat. They had hope in the skill of the man at the wheel. They had hope in the, in the skill of the men with the oars. They had hope. But soon the hope of the, heart of the master, they lost hope in him. They lost hope in the sails because one real sure where they were because they left. So all hope that they should be saved was gone. Verse 21 starts off with this word, but. I find myself in a place where all hope or all reason to hope, all the things that would bring me hope, they're gone. But. Paul says, but. Stay in the boat. We're going to come back to that in a few minutes. The word hope is used in the New Testament 47 times. Took me a while to go count all of those, but I don't think I missed any. Used to be a time when you had to do that. I had this concordance. It was about this thick and about this big. And, you know, it could anchor Paul's boat. (laughs) <laughs> you'd have to flip through there and count words. But now, you know, I just go, go on my Bible program and it tells me 47 times. Look at that. Hope is used 47 times in the New Testament. And quite often the word hope is used as a noun as it is here in uh, 1 John chapter 3. When John says, this hope. He's speaking of a certain hope. When John is talking there, he's not just talking about hope in general. Okay? He's not talking about just any hope. He says, I want to talk to you about this hope. A certain hope. Sometimes we can get like Abraham. 
Kind of like maybe where we just found Paul a minute ago. We can get like Abraham where we lose hope in the promise. In our flesh. I mean, let's be honest. The Lord gives us direction. The Lord gives us a promise. The Lord gives us a word. The Lord gives us direction. And and we begin that journey on a hope that we heard from God. The Bible tells us that Abraham came to a place where he had that he had had uh, lost, or he had he was he had lost hope in the promise. But then it goes on to tell us that through faith we can continue to have hope, even against hope. That's what it says of Abraham that he had hope against hope. He had lost hope, but he still had hope. Because of where his hope was at. That'll make sense in a second. So, Romans chapter 15 verse 4 says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Why do we have the word of God? I mean, let's, let's... Let's look at some things in the Word of God. There's some things in the Word of God, if you, if you are like me, or maybe, you're, maybe your brain's a little more normal than mine, and you don't ask these kind of questions, but, but sometimes I'm reading the Word of God, and I, I simply say out loud, God, why did you put that there? Why, why, why did you tell that story? Why does, why does God tell us the story of... The, the, he tells us three stories. Okay? Why, why are they there? There's a story of the, the disciples. They get in a boat, right? They get in a boat, and, and this is one of those things I said, God, why did you say that? Why, why did you put that detail in there? They get in the boat, and the Bible tells us Jesus brought a pillow. I don't care that you brought a pillow. It's important that he brought a pillow. He told us, so it must be important, right? He brought a pillow. So why does he tell us the story? He they get in the boat, he brings the pillow. I'm gonna look, I'm the brother's taking a nap, y'all go over there, wake me up when we get there. So there's a story, we know the story, right? There's a storm, the storm comes crashing down, and 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 all of this stuff's going on, and they finally go shake Jesus. Now, I wonder if he really was asleep or not, but I don't have time to really go down that rabbit trail. So they go and they get Jesus, and one of them's got a bucket, and one of them's got an oar. I'm telling the story, and I'm telling you that's how it happened. And they said to Jesus, don't you care that we're about to perish? Holding out the bucket in the oar. Brother, you need to put the pillow down, and you need to get to work. Because all hope is lost right here. I know that's the case because of what they say later. What manner of man is this? That could say, peace be still. They wouldn't ask that question if they expected peace when they went and shook the brother. I'm just saying. So, but why do they tell the story? And then we go back a few chapters and we see those same fellas in the same boat. Well, I don't know if it's the same boat, but, you know, they might have got a new one because the first one got broke. They were in another boat. Jesus isn't in the boat. They're going across and Jesus comes and he finds them on the, you know, in the middle of the storm and, and he, peace be still. Why does he tell those two stories? Well, I've preached from both of them and, and many preachers have and we can talk about all of the things, the peace and all of that fun stuff. But then we hear the story of Paul. Paul was in the same place those dudes were. No small tempest lay upon him. And there was no Jesus walking on the water, and there was no Jesus with a pillow. It was just Paul. Kind of like you and me. Jesus ain't in the boat, and he ain't got a pillow, and he might not be walking on the water. We might find us, why does he tell us the story? 
because of what we read right here. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for the for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might find hope. Storms are going to come. The wind is going to blow. You're going to find yourselves in some place in your life when I'm going to find myself in a place where no small tempest is upon me. And where am I going to find hope? I'm going to find, because I'm going to, I'm going to have the Word of God. The Word of God is going to give me peace, patience, and comfort. Because it's going to tell me where the answer to the storm is. Whether it's peace be still or what Paul got. How could Paul say but after he said there's no hope? How could he say? He goes on and tells us. He says, but no one's going to die. I spoke with an angel last night. Can, can I, can I, what, what is an angel? A messenger of who? A messenger of God. Okay? So an angel, if an angel speaks to you, or an angel speaks to me, be, be, a, be a cautious because an angel might be among you unaware. He probably won't look like me though. Don't worry about it. If an angel speaks to you or an angel speaks to me, what is he saying? Who, whose report or what word is he giving? The word of God, right? Okay. So, Paul could say, but, have comfort, don't be afraid, don't worry, but stay in the boat. Stay where? There ain't much boat left. Stay in the boat. I spoke with an angel. An angel spoke. The word of God said to me, we will not die. Harbor, shipmaster, sorry, you're going to be broke when we're done. All of the stuff is going to be lost. But no people are going to die if you stay in the boat. There, the storm that I find myself in might be a peace be still storm. The place I find myself at any given time, he may show up walking on the water. I might find myself in a fire furnace and he might be the fourth man in it. But I may speak the word of God and they may stone me. And I say, lay no charge against them. hope you see it's it's where is my hope my hope isn't in whether i make it how i come out of the storm or get through the storm the the hope is in the end of the journey first thessalonians verse first uh, thessalonians chapter 5 verse 8 but let us who are of the day be sober putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. What's going to protect my mind? What's going to protect... You see, because... And let's, let's just be honest, okay? The battle that we, that we fight today, the major battle that we fight today, is in the mind. It's a battle of our... Thoughts. It's a battle of our ideas. It's a battle of the voices that we hear. Whether it be the voices of the world we live in, whether it be the voices that scream inside of our little brains. I got three or four of them up there. They'll talk to one another back and forth. Sometimes I get in the middle. Gets kind of noisy up there. They have medicine for that, but I just trust God. (laughs) Help us, Jesus. 
All of us. <laughs> Put on the helmet. The helmet is the hope of salvation. Because when those, when those conflicts, when those battles come against our mind, there's, there's this word, the word of God. That's why David said, I, I hid thy word in my heart. My heart, your heart's up here. The heart that God's talking about is your mind, your thoughts. The, 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 the conscious of who and what you are. It's the word that gives up. That's why the word of God say, says, it begins, we're talking about faith being the substance of hope. Well, where, where does hope begin? Hope begins with the word. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word. Not just hearing the word once, but sometimes, sometimes hope says, you need to put that thing on loop. Go ahead and loop that. Until, until I start believing it. Until I start, until I start acknowledging this is, this is true. This is, this is what's going to happen. This isn't what's going to happen. All hope was lost, Paul. We're all going to die. The end of this thing is written. No. I heard the word of God. I have hope not in this boat any longer. Paul had hope in the boat. Until it was hopeless. Now my hope's got to be in the right place. I'm, I'm not crazy enough to stand up here and say tonight, I don't have no hope in the things of this world. I do. But they can't be the hope. They can't be that blessed hope. They can't be the better hope. I have hope in people. There's men and women in this room. I have hope in them. There's people in this room that if, if things got crazy in my life, I have a hope that I could pick up the phone and I could say, Russell, I need some help. And Russell Osborne would be there. That, I got hope in that. But Russell Osborne might be in a bad spot. He said, brother, you're on your own today. I love you and all, but I got to go. He's not God. I have hope in my pastor. But my pastor ain't getting me to heaven. There's not a man in this world that I trust any more than him. But he ain't getting me to heaven. He's not the better hope. He's not the end of the story. He's not the one that's going to get me up on getting up morning. The Word of God gives us the understanding. God has given us the Word to protect our minds from the lies of this world that will bring us no hope. Let me wrap all this up. <clears throat> As I thought about what I was teaching, I was pretty sure what I was going to teach uh, for most of the week. And amen. How many? How many were here Sunday night? If you weren't here, you ought to listen to that the message. But but that that message from the bishop, uh, as God spoke to us, I believe God spoke a clear word to us through our bishop. In our minds, we can hear that word, and and if I can say it this way, kind of what the the what what I kind of got from Bishop Wright teaching or, or preaching. One of the things that kind of I, I receive from it, and if you think I'm crazy, it's okay. You're not alone. Uh, but to me, it was like it was like a weather forecast. You know, we live in a we live in an area that that I grew up in an area that had hurt that had tornadoes. I mean, I'm one of those guys. I sat in my backyard. My mother and my sisters, they were in the crawl space with the spiders. 
And me and dad were sitting out in the backyard on the picnic table. Now, if you grew up in that area, there are certain things that you do, okay? And I don't understand all this, but Sister Stephanie can tell me that I'm not crazy, okay? So if you, you look at the trees and you could see the leaves turn upside down, okay? And everything got kind of still. And there's this green haze or the light there was this green you're like oh yeah uh-huh where's it at it's around here somewhere or if it ain't it could kick off any moment i was at school i was in eighth grade we were out we were out at lunchtime and we were out there you know playing kickball throwing playing catch whatever we were doing and i kind of looked up and i i said to the teacher i said is that a tornado? <laughs> Recess was over. In the school we went, in the hallways, I don't even know why we got under the desk. <laughs> don't understand. But, but you didn't get a forecast with tornadoes. You know, you got, you got kind of a, a, a maybe, there's a watch, there's a warning the the the, the uh, around here anyone here the volunteer fire departments I don't think we got one around here but down in southern Maryland you know you get that horn that calls the fire the volunteer fire departments y'all y'all need to come help well we had that horn back then but it meant there's a tornado you better get yourself in the basement and so you don't you don't get a forecast well we live in hurricane country well not really but you know we deal with hurricanes. And so hurricanes, man, you, you get a forecast. And I, and I thought to myself, that's, that, that's, that's what Bishop, Bishop was giving us, a, a weather forecast. There's a storm coming. There's, there's bad weather on the horizon. Now we can look at that weather forecast and we can get all fretted and all scared and all worried and all hopeless and if from that we can understand where our hope is or we can see that weather forecast and understand my hope is not in this my hope is not in what may or may not happen in this life. But that blessed hope, because what did John say that hope was? He says that, that every man that has this hope, what was this hope? That when he shall, what? When he shall appear. The great hope, the blessed hope that Paul talks about, the hope that the, the New Testament really instills in us is that there is an end to this thing, and the end of this thing is His appearing. The hope that we strive for that this life is just temporal. The hope that we strive for is that I'm not getting through this thing with what I got. So why do I put my hope in it, and why do I worry about it? My hope is in eternity. Paul said this, and I know, I, I know the context of the Scripture, so don't 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 just automatically say that I'm taking this passage out of scripture. I mean the scripture out of context. First Corinthians fifteen and nineteen says, if in if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we're of all men most miserable. Okay, now I know what that passage of scripture is talking about. Okay? I know that the passage of scripture is talking about a resurrection. Okay, but I don't believe it has to only apply to that. Okay, the scripture says that if you read that in this life only we have hope. So that first part of that verse tells us that we should or God expects us to have hope in Christ in this life. There's things that God has given me in this life. 
There's promises that God has given me in this life. There's direction that God has given me in this life. There's blessings that God has given me in this life. Okay? And there's, there's things that I have hope in Christ in this life. When I am sick or when my child is sick or when, when things are crazy in my life, the scripture says that I can go and I can pray. If any two or three agree together in faith, touching anything, I will hear. I will answer. I can have hope in that word. I can have hope in Christ in this life. But if that's the only thing I have hope in Christ... If the only thing that I have hope in Christ is in this life, because sometimes, now listen to me, don't, don't, don't just hear the words I say, but hear what I'm saying. There's going to be some times in this life where I'm going to hope in Christ in this life, and it's going to seem like he failed my hope. Because his will was different than my hope. I can hope in Christ in this life all I want to. But if His will or the end of the journey is different than what I hope for, then He didn't fail my hope. I just didn't know His will. And oftentimes I don't know His will. But I have to trust His will. Jesus said, And he knew the will, but still said, take this cup from me. My hope is that you're going to hear my prayer and change direction. But if you don't, your will be done. Sometimes our hope in Christ in this life, it's not that our faith failed us. Faith says, I have this hope, and because I have this this hope, that's, that's, that's the, the, the substance, or faith is the substance of this hope. So there's something I have faith for. The hope is the end of it, and I live according to it, and it doesn't come to pass. But the better hope, the blessed hope, there's no question whether or not that hope will come to pass. That's why Paul says, if we have hope in Christ in this life only, we're of all men most miserable. Because we have a tendency to believe he failed our hope. But the reality of is, he's only really concerned with one hope. There's only one hope that really matters. The Word of God is about one hope. The Word of God from Genesis to Revelation is about one hope. And that hope is restoring humanity back to the garden relationship. That's what the Word of God, the entire Bible, is about that one thing. And it's the only thing that matters to God. In the grand scheme of things. Every part of my life matters to Him. He knows how many hairs I have or I don't. But in the grand scheme of things, the only thing that matters is He's going to restore me back to that place where I am like Christ How was Adam and Eve created? In the image of God. And they were in that perfect image of God until the fall of man. The blessed hope is this. I will return you back to where I got you. And if I will live my life, regardless of the storms that come, because... Brothers and sisters, it's going to rain. There's going to be peace be still storms, and there's going to be no hope storms. Unless you listen. Because if you find yourself in a no hope storm, 
there's an angel talking. There's a voice of God speaking. Because He's not going to leave us in that place without letting us know, stay in the boat. Don't get out. It's all right. When this is all said and done, here's the end of the story. Amen? Let's stand. Brother Isaac, can you come pluck some strings for me, please? I have to be very transparent. There, there are some times in my walk with God where, where I find myself... What's the word I want to use? I, I find myself... Let me say it this way. I find myself dizzy. I find myself a little bit disoriented. I'm reeling from what may be going on in my life. When I find myself in those places, there's got to be something that I can hold on to. There's got to be, there's got to be a, 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 a something that I can fix my location. We live in a world today when if, you, if you're lost, that would be you ladies because us men don't ever get lost. And today it's true. I am never lost. All I got to do is pull up Google Maps. I'm right here. Not really sure where here is, but that's where I am definition of loss. I don't know where I am. I know where I am. Not real sure how to get where I want to go, but I know where I am, so I'm not lost. (laughs) But there was a time when we didn't have Google Maps. There was a time when we didn't have GPS. That's why Paul said, you know what Paul was really saying there when he said, for three days, there were no stars and, and no, uh, no uh, sun. You know what Paul was really saying? We ain't got no idea where we are. We're in the middle of a mess and have no idea whether we're about ready to run into shore or we're just getting deeper and deeper into nowhere. We have no idea. We're clueless as where we are. It doesn't matter what storm you find yourself in. There's always a fixed location. And that fixed location is that hope. I don't know if I'm going to get through this place where I'm at. I don't know if I'm going to get through this or how I'm going to get through this. I don't know what the end of this journey or this place I'm at looks like. But I know this, I know that really doesn't matter because I know everything that God does in my life, everything that God allows to happen, let me rephrase that, everything that God knows happens in my life, some things God doesn't allow to happen. And I don't got time to go into that, but he didn't have nothing to do with it. Jim had more to do with it than God did. <clears throat> but I, like I said, I don't have time to go into that. But no matter how all of that turns out, I know that whatever it is, it's all going to be used for one thing, to make me like Him when I see Him. That's why that verse is my favorite verse in the Word of God. Because it's the thing that I can go back to. It's the anchor for my soul. It's that rock that will not move. He's going to finish me. He's going to finish Jim. He's going to finish you. And so, I just want to take a couple minutes... It's not 8.30 yet. 
So it's still got a few minutes before the witching hour. Witching hour used to be 9 o'clock. I don't know how it changed. But I ain't got time to talk about that either. But we don't have to be in a hurry. It's a few minutes. Maybe, maybe tonight you find yourself in one of those storms and you're, you're really wondering. I, 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 I don't see him out on the water and I don't see a pillow. I'm really hoping this isn't a Paul storm. It really doesn't matter because he's really trying to every storm that we face brings us back to where is our hope in what do I hope that's what David was asking that's what Paul was telling us that verse that talks about a better hope if you go back if you go to that verse Paul is talking about the law and how the law did not bring hope in the Old Testament their hope was in a day of atonement their hope was in a year of jubilee and those are all great things that that I love to preach about but they were not lasting things there were things they had to go back to over and over again. But Paul said there's a better hope. And that better hope is, he said it this way, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So as Brother Isaac plays, and I just wanna, I want us to take a few moments. Maybe, maybe today you're struggling a little bit with your hope. I'm going to open the altar if you'd like to come up here and pray. If you want to stay there at your seat, I, I'm not going to whatever, but let's, let's, let's take a few minutes and let's look at where our hope is. Let us look at where we might find ourselves and maybe even how we felt as Bishop gave us that weather forecast. How did it make us feel inside? As I sat on the platform Sunday night, I felt I felt both sides of that. I felt I felt there were people in the auditorium that I won't go so far as to say fear, but I felt that come on, come on, no, I, I don't want to hear that. And then I felt the other side of it that understood if that happens we know what's on the other side we we know we know what has to happen to get to there's there's things that have to happen for us to get to that blessed hope and if if this is it then and and i felt that excitement even though it even though i felt both of those how how did you feel Maybe if you felt kind of that dread or anticipation, that that's really more of the right word. Maybe we can look at where our hope is. Let's 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 just take a few minutes. Let's just pray. Let's just ask God to help us. Lord, you're my hope. Go ahead and sing there, Brother Isaac. You're my hope. You're the source of my hope. Can you make that declaration tonight? You're the source of my hope. You're you're the 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 the, the thing that I lean upon. You're the you're the anchor of my soul. This promise, this understanding. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. And who I am. It's who I am. And I can trust in that 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 combination of who you are and. You have an expected end for me. You have an expected end, and I can I can lean upon that expected end. I've got to hold on to that expectation of completion. I've got to hold on to the, not this life, 
I've got to live in this life, but my hope has got to be in the promise of your coming. My hope has got to live, and it's got to drive me, and I've got to have faith and live according to the hope of eternity. Lord, I may leave this life before the end, but, but there's an eternity waiting for me. I've got to live for that hope. I've got to walk for that hope. I've got to purify myself because I have that hope. Because I have this hope, I will live my life according to that hope. You are perfect. Oh, you are perfect, God. Come on. Do you need that hope renewed? Do you need that hope restored in your life? There's an angel speaking to you. The voice of God is saying, stay in the boat. Stay in the process. Stay in the journey. Let me finish what I started. Let me complete my process, my work in you. Let me make you. Let me complete you. Let me restore you back to the garden. Find yourself where Paul was, maybe in a season where no small tempest lay upon you. And all hope of saving is gone. Just say, but. But I heard the word of God. Paul says, another verse, he says, I am persuaded 
that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against or until that day. I'm convinced that he's going to do what he said he's going to do against that day. I don't know if it's going to happen today. I don't know if it's going to happen tomorrow. But I'm persuaded it's going to happen against that day. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for your word. Tonight in it, let us find, as the scripture says, patience and comfort in the scriptures. Lord, regardless of whether we find ourselves in the sunshine or the rain, regardless of where we find ourselves, there's a hope that we can turn to. Sometimes the hope we lose sight of the hope when things are going well because we we just assume but Lord let us no matter what always turn back and lean upon and be driven by and led by that hope the hope of your appearing the hope of your completion we thank you Lord I ask you to allow this word to be a seed in the hearts and the minds of your people. Lord, and that when that time comes, when fruit is needed from this word, let it bring forth fruit. Let it spring up in our memories. There's a hope, a blessed hope that I can lean upon. Thank you. Go with your people. Keep them. Watch over us. We give you praise and honor. In Jesus' name, the church said amen. Amen. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. Greet one another in Jesus' name.